0: Come back to Geeks inherit of the Earth. I'm JC. I'm
1: CK. Jamie Skull. It's Mike B.
0: But this week, this is all about Black Widow, and this is spoiler as fuck, just Look so out. you know. They're incoming. Yeah, you didn't even have to go to the theater. You could watch this on Disney Premiere which uh mike d here was it you that discovered that if you bought it on premiere you own the shit now
1: yeah absolutely you know for some reason uh i don't know why i thought that it was a limited rental window you, you rent it you get like 48 hours or whatever not the case it's part of your permanent disney plus library you do have to have the disney plus premiere account or not premiere account but you know paid account but uh yeah once you pay for it it's yours
0: and what what was great for me is when we did a viewing party over here at my place One of the people had to leave, and she was really upset that she didn't want us to have to spend the money again. And nope, nope, she's going to get to finish watching it this week. So good on you, Disney, for your archaic prices. Uh, This one was actually cool. I I take back all the shit that I was talking.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, anybody that loves the movie after seeing it in the theater, they're going to buy the Blu-ray when it comes out, and then you're dumping you know, almost that whole $30 over again. So absolutely, this is great.
0: And plus, if you watch it at home, $30 for that premiere thing, if you're looking at buying like two movie tickets, okay, you bought two movie tickets. You're probably not going to see this alone. And if you are make more friends, interact on our Facebook page, you know, go to the theater with people.
1: I was thinking about, you know, talking about this later, but since we're talking about it, actually the box office hall, 80 million, the Disney plus streaming, uh, post the paywall, 60
2: million. Wow. That is crazy. so close. (laughs) Because I mean, like, like we were talking about before, um, This the pandemic kind of changed the whole model and this model that people they were. We've talked about this before that they've been trying to push this model for a while, but the big corporations didn't want to jump onto it because the theaters would freak out. But uh, it worked and it's kind of a thing I guess we're going to do now. I don't know. Like I know the rest of Marvel movies this year so far from what I've heard will be released in theaters only. Um, But who knows? This might change that whole game. We'll see. Mm
0: Well, I know Shang-Chi's trailer has this in theaters. It doesn't mention of Disney. Yeah. I'd, I'd and say Eternals does, too. I'd say it's a We talked day. about
1: this. We talked about this at Shang-Chi.
2: Come, Shang-Chi.
1: Come on. Chi. Shang-Chi. <laughs> it's so hard.
2: It's impossible. I've like said it that way my whole life. Like It's like all of a sudden, I just have to like, oh, it's Shang-Chi. I know. like or- It's and- like... I love Shang-Chi, but, like, I call it Shang-Chi, and I call it Shang-Chi, and it's hard to say Shang-Chi. Hard. Shang-Chi. In, in, it's hard. in
0: the words of Let Me Kill Meister, I am too old and stuck in my ways to change. <laughs> so, there you go. I'm stuck with it.
2: And- Hashtag Shang-Chi with the a, a with whatever that symbol over it means. For that sound. <laughs> Shang-Chi. Fun- Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi! <laughs> Shang-Chi. <laughs> like, just pissed off. <laughs> Shang-Chi, okay, let's go damn the but, table. I mean, this is the
3: let's last... Go on
1: the table and- Let's well, go is... around the table and vote if you don't mind. Just yes or no. Would you rather see a movie in the theater?
3: Yes, or at home.
2: Oh my god! But I mean, does it
0: depend on the movie though? It does. Like if you've movie? got if you've got a good TV and a good sound system, Black Widow's not bad to watch at home. But I mean, it's, um, it's I'm going good. to see it in theaters after watching it at home.
2: So if I'm going to watch a movie that I know that everybody that I would normally go to the movies would would want to watch, I'll I want to watch it at home. Uh, but for the theatrical experience, I miss that. But at the same time, it's like, like with Black Widow, like I was just me and my dad were just able to sit down and watch this damn movie, and I'd have yep. to, we had subtitles, and we had the sound system. And, and we for you, close,
0: for you stoners out there, you can you know not have to exactly. worry about the the cop in the living room, <laughs>
3: absolutely, <laughs> or whoever. Forever wants go, to do yeah, that. Yeah, you can pause it if you really want to talk about a scene, which is what yeah. we did. We paused it. We times. did, too. Yeah.
0: and, uh, and so
3: I'll... I like watching a movie at home because we have a good setup. Now, uh, for a really huge movie that I've been super excited about, like Endgame, for example, mm-hmm. um, I really I really like a theater experience. But that's a rare occasion, so I really like having the option of seeing a new movie, like Black Widow, in our home.
1: Well, you know, like a, like both you guys i'm I'm kind of torn on it i think it does depend on the movie um i'm a bit of a videophile myself so i think you know having this 4k experience at home looks better than than most theater screens i've seen so i enjoy that but i know most people don't have or not most but some people don't have that benefit and i, I do like opening night on something like a star wars movie marvel movie because it's a different kind of fandom at the theater there you know everyone's respectful everyone laughs at the right time cheers at the right time nobody's kicking the seats or talking on the phone i think it's more of a a crowd that's there to see the movie so in those experiences i I do like the theater for sure event
2: viewing is a big thing uh
0: perfect perfect mike d was with me with uh one of the best in theater experiences i've ever had which was opening night for avengers and like i still have the poster from that night in my wall iconic and if we would have watched that at home missing those giant applause breaks and everything and
2: have I told the story on the show about my night at the Avengers
0: no i don't think so no
2: okay so i went to see the avenger the first avengers film and i'm sitting with some friends and um i'm wearing an iron man t-shirt and an iron man gauntlet and an iron man mask <laughs> yes okay so so up behind me, there's this girl. I can hear her coughing. And she keeps coughing and she keeps coughing. And then her friend starts freaking out and saying, she's choking. She's choking. Oh, God. And I'm, she was choking on popcorn. And I'm looking around at all these people like, well, who's going to get up and save her that has medical <laughs> training? And I realize two seconds later, nobody was going to do it. So I pop up from my seat. I run Ned. to the top of the steps. <laughs> Grab this girl, give her the Heimlich, she spits it up. I turn around, I'm at the th- she's at the very top. I turn around, it's at the pinnacle, it's, it's mass, it's full of people. I turn around and everybody is cheering, what? losing their minds. <laughs> and I realize that I'm standing there. I just saved this girl's life wearing an Iron Man <laughs> mask. <laughs> and the, the gauntlet. <laughs> and So, my response to everyone was to open my hand, click the repulsor, and make it go. (laughs) (laughs) And that fucking lost it. We've, it been, was like, amazing.
0: Was We've been doing this show almost two years. You never thought to mention
2: I, this. I, didn't. Holy I was shit. like, I've never told this story. That's it an was... amazing
3: story. So, girl, if you're out there, we would yeah. love to hear from you. Yes. Who are um, you? Hit us up on Geeks Inherited to the Earth on our Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter and, and let us know who you are because that's an amazing story.
1: That's <laughs> seriously one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard so that happened before the movie
2: yes
3: Uh, before the movie started
1: okay
2: (laughs) so it was like they got a free show wow and i took was it opening night too yes opening night oh my god first showing
1: that almost sounds staged i know it's crazy (laughs)
2: like i just think about this story and i'm like that's nuts that (laughs) that happened Wow, I, I probably that. yeah, probably one of the greatest moments in my life because it was yeah. so scary. My heart was going a million miles an hour. I was like, because when I was giving her the homelick, I was like, what if I don't save her?
1: Oh God! Oh my God!
2: What? <laughs> what if this doesn't work? What if she dies in my arms? And I was like, no, oh, I gotta save her. I was cracking her ribs. I was like, come on, we're getting the son of a bitch out. We're getting the <laughs>
0: son of a bitch out. Maybe we should delete this story out of it because if you actually cracked her ribs. She's going to hear this and be like, that's the guy who owes me my medical bills.
3: Ooh, oh, no, it's fine. No.
2: It's been long enough. It's okay, hon. It's been Way 10 to years. a
3: story, JC. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> Tune in but, next uh, week for when
0: uh, we make uh, endless uh, Loki comparisons to JC. Seriously,
2: bullshit. I remember you were wearing a gray hoodie, and you had long brown hair, and you were probably in your, you were probably like 15 or 16 years old, so. Lost
1: connections
2: with Cody. So hit hit up Iron we, Man. We, I'm I'm we, Iron Man. You didn't even we, ever see my face.
4: <laughs> hit, hit, hit.
3: speaking
2: so, of yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah, so,
3: so on to the subject matter for today. Um
2: this movie. Uh okay, Black Widow. Mm-mm. It is first of all, I'll say this. I thought this movie. Uh, wasn't going to be good. I was worried about it because it felt like it was... I had. I was apprehensive, let's say it that way. I didn't think it was going to be bad, but I didn't think it was going to be great. You know what I'm saying? I thought, this is going to be the best movie of 2014.
4: That's the <laughs> impression
2: that I got. I was apprehensive. I came into it, um, not with like lowered expectations, but with honestly no expectations. Because I was like, well, I mean, I can't hate it, and it probably won't be great, so let's just watch this movie and see what happens. And I was so wrong. I was so wrong about this movie, because I enjoyed myself. Like, I haven't, in a mo- with a movie in, in a bit, like, since, really, the Snyder Cut, I felt like I was pleasantly surprised, to the point of being just like, okay let's go this is a fun ride and it felt like marvel but it felt like that gritty down to earth spy marvel that i love so much like winter soldier and and and, and, honestly falcon and winter soldier was a lot like that too but you know that really grounded feeling and that espionage angle and man i ate it up i like this movie a lot i like this movie a lot there's i have little nitpicks but honestly they're little like they're little things i have one big one but that's because of the, I'm a fan of the character, and I'll get into that <laughs> in a little bit. What do you oh, think, great. JC? I'll I'll go last on this.
3: Okay, um, I Cody, I felt a very similar way that as you, and I like Black Widow. In fact, I really enjoyed her, um, the Black Widow run that Chris Samney did in the comics. Um, he was the artist, and I. I should have looked up the writer. Mark the art, Wade. Oh yeah, the Mark art, Wade. Mark Wade. The Mark art sticks out to me so much though. It, it was yeah. so great. And I really enjoyed it. I got a really good taste of the character there. And so and I wasn't really really looking forward to the movie. I wasn't not looking forward to it, but I was I didn't expect to really for it to resonate with me. I was I knew I was gonna watch it, but I just wasn't excited about it. And um it blew me away. I was so, I loved it so much. Um I think there's such a great powerful female character driven story going on in the movie that really that really spoke to me and um having kids it i don't know just it tugged at my heartstrings too so i really enjoyed i i absolutely loved it i really enjoyed it so much more than i thought loved it what about you mike
1: you know, I think I was looking forward to this, uh, to the least probably of the four of us. Um, I want to go forward and not back. Uh, but I have to admit, I was pleasantly surprised. I was engaged the whole time. I never really felt like it dragged like Cody. I've got some minor nitpicks. Um, you know, I think that it was a decent spy movie. I think it was a decent Marvel movie, but if you take the characters in that movie, that's what elevates it and takes it to the next level. And that's what really uh, drew me into it was the characters, uh, Lots of action. I mean, almost nonstop action. You didn't have really time to get bored. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it.
3: What's up, JC?
0: Well, I'm the one that was excited for this one. um, Reason being, Scarlett Johansson has earned this in blood to have her own movie. And, okay, I'm excited for this for weird reasons because she got the shaft on the length of time that it took her to get a solo movie. And she got this shaft on its release. And and a lot of people got jaded about its release going, well, it's set in the past.
1: But I mean, Even I did.
0: Scarlett Johansson herself has said that she didn't... She was never happy with the way that Natasha dies in Endgame because she never felt like she, Natasha got her time in the sun where everybody else did. And now she's happy with it. And... She, I think Scarlett Johansson has earned that. But when they said Taskmaster was in, motherfucker, I was boots on the ground. I didn't care. I watched those trailers, just going, yeah, I get a female-led movie with Taskmaster, which you're going to hear me bitch about a lot later when we get to the third act. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I, I came in expecting a well-done spy movie, which Cody hit on earlier. Uh, you know, it's. Marvel in the spy genre is really owning their shit between Falcon and Winter Soldier and just the Winter Soldier movie, you know, Cap Two, whatever you want to call it. Like that, that's one people,
1: That's one a realm. lot of people refer to that as their favorite one.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's highly regarded, <laughs> and I like the fact that they knew that they could incorporate that without going a hundred percent. But the spy elements of this movie, because, you know, like if you're a Bond fan, especially if, you know, the Daniel Craig movies, especially, you know, the car chases are just quintessential, you know. Mm -hmm. And the car scenes that we saw in this movie were just batshit insane. That was nuts. And Mm -hmm. seeing how talented of a spy Natasha is without it being heavy handed, shoved in your face, like... She's got safe rooms. Like apparently she just tapes Glocks in every bathroom in, in <laughs> every fucking country in Europe. And <laughs> I, I this is like she just watched The Godfather and fucking took notes, you know? Like <laughs> so I let me ask you a question
3: then. Trailer. Um, did JC so as the person out of all the four of us that was most excited about it, did it live up to your expectations then?
0: Yes and no. Um mm-hmm. The third act, I have some severe issues with, but the post-credit scene was so good, I didn't care. I'll get to that when we get there.
3: Well, let's let's get but, yeah. into it. Let's start off with uh, let's, our, the beginning.
0: Yeah,
2: Cody. The, the beginning of this movie starts in 1995 in Ohio, and I love every bit of it because they really paid like they really paid attention to detail to 1995. That year for me is I, I remember it very well and even like the cars you know like that explorer they were driving when it shows it i was like that's a 95 explorer we used to have one of those
0: uh the, the outfits too yeah the we're, outfits were, we're
2: perfect. perfect oh so and the way mean,
3: that children played around in together yeah. in the neighborhoods and stuff and saw each other and knew each other all the neighborhood kids and yeah. um just that whole neighborhood community yeah
0: pre-social too. media when yeah. you had to go outside right.
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: and yeah. we meet we meet uh, Natasha and her younger sister Yelena, um, and we meet their sort of mother and father, Alexei. Well, and you Malina. think that,
3: that their mother and their father yes. at the time? It but seems you're... like a wholesome Ohio American family.
0: I, I didn't think that they were mother and father for a second.
2: I thought they were Russian spies because I was like, yeah. they're going to do this story, right? Like they're going to do <laughs> the thing <laughs> that we talked about in the nineties that happened.
3: That's a good point because I didn't know anything about Black Widow's past in the comics or anything. So for me, I didn't know anything about her origin story. So I didn't know what to expect. I was thinking maybe they were going to be kidnapped from their actual parents and they were actual siblings. That all, to me, was very emotional because I thought it was a real family. I had no idea that it was going to be uh, what it ended up being.
0: That was – that's got to be gut-wrenching and discovery-based, and I like the fact they went that angle, that they gave no explanation that you find out later. That was fucking brilliant.
1: It was. I that I don't know. I, I don't want to be nitpicking this early, but this is actually where one of my minor nitpicks of the movies come from because, mm-hmm. look, Alexi is a bull in a china shop. Oh, it's a red guardian. Yes. So – I so know he seems like a strange choice to be a covert spy. You yeah. Does that really match up? He's the soldier,
2: right? Like, he's the right, guy you right. seen as a soldier. Well, but I guess they had to tie in the story. So, I,
0: I have a counterpoint to that. <laughs> I have a counterpoint to that. He mentions in the movie that he got stuck in an undercover mission that he didn't want to do, and it makes it look yes. like he had fucked something up, and this was his punishment job.
1: And to be fair, you know, 20 years in a Russian gulag, it's going to change you a little.
2: Oh, we'll get to that.
0: Because David Harbour is the star of this movie to me in so many ways.
2: Not to me, but I'll get into that too.
3: In fact, Cody, continue with your uh, beginning first act. Correct.
2: So um, (laughs) the the family, uh, David Harbour's character, Alexei, comes home. And he's speaking in English or an American accent. They're all speaking in American accents. They're living their life. And he's like, we got to go on that adventure I always talked about. So they start getting everything out and uh, he gets his gun out and everything. And they're driving to, they get in the car, they drive to the airport, this old airport, and they have a plane there. They get like, obviously they've trained these girls to do this because you see like Yelena dragging the, uh, the um stoppers for the tires out right, like, right they're doing things in tandem and you you have things like uh, natasha's mentioning things like you know I don't want to go back there and all this stuff right um, that's a
1: great point and you know we'll talk about this a little more later in the movie but yelena's still at the point where to her you know, this is her family. She where we see this is like, oh, this is a mid-90s suburbia, to her, it literally is. This is her family. She she doesn't know, like you could tell that Natasha knows what the hell's going on. She has yeah. been through some shit already. But to Yelena, she is still like this really is her family.
0: Yeah. And and that actually is a plot thread that they got right where some yes. of the plot threads that they set up in the first act and even in the second act, they did not deliver on. The Yelena Natasha relationship was 100% spot the fuck on, go Marvel.
4: Yeah.
2: It's gut wrenching. Oh my God. And and so, because I think they got Yelena when she was like three. So she wouldn't really remember much before then, or two maybe. Yeah. Uh, Because she's like six at the time. And I think Natasha's Mm -hmm. nine, maybe 11. Yeah. I think
1: for a lot of people, like, you know, five and six, that's really where your memories actually kind of start kicking in as a person.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, she just, that's all she knows is that family. So they get in the plane, and, well, we see David Harbour, we see Alexi run out and flip a fucking truck. Yeah. uh, With his hands, they're like, oh, he's a super soldier, but he must have got the strength serum. So, like, this dude's stout, like, way stouter than Steve. I've never seen Steve Rogers just pick up a fucking truck and throw it. No. (laughs) (laughs) But, so they get on the plane, they take off, they land in Russia, they meet with Draco, who ends up being the big bad of the movie, for the most part, it seems like. Bastard. Um, the yeah the the looming shadow presence of Draco is he's kind of running the whole show, but um so and the gr- they send the girls the red room and then we get the opening credits.
3: Well, um, and you also real quick, I just want to point out that um so the girls they're in the plane and they're getting shot at. They think that their mother dies, so they they get torn away from their mother to be taken to the red room. Oh, yeah. yeah, and correct. they see her lying there with bullets in her, and they think that um she's she's dead so that's where we end that part giant
0: yeah, because, props for the rachel weiss casting on that
2: oh yeah she, she did great she fucking slayed it she's always excellent go right and while we're on the uh,
1: the topic of you know taking the girls away and splitting the whole thing up and the these origins of the red room you know i do have to say this movie is kind of topical with some of the human trafficking things going on mm-hmm. in the world right now i think that yeah. definitely touches base on that
2: and, and the opening uh, credits that right there um it's really harrowing watching like, them pull the girls out of the shipping containers and they
1: oh right
2: uh, and it shows them like growing up in the red room and Natasha learning to shoot and learning to kill like them going through the process is it's very uh it's very dark the opening credits yeah. are... i was like oh no is this i going actually to show? think that, that, that
0: might be the best opening credits in marvel history
2: it's really damn good i like, thought oh, like, like shit. I, I
0: anybody <laughs> challenge me that there's a better one because normally it's just text on the screen with a logo
2: right. yeah it was actually uh moving opening credits it was very much um reminded me of angley's hulk uh oh. i love that opening of angley's hulk regardless I, I... Of the rest of the movie that opening is fucking awesome
1: so the uh the damaged <laughs> plane oh landing in cuba that is our first pause in the film and that was the 10 minute mark of the movie we were like what the fuck i mean what an awesome jarring Opening sequence just to put Mm -hmm. you right in it. You're like, holy crap! What?
2: (laughs) And a lot of blood.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. A
0: lot of blood.
2: (laughs) A lot more blood than I expected.
0: Uh, Marvel really pushed the PG-13 on this one.
2: (laughs) There's a lot of yeah. They they they're using that word shit all the time. But um, I I loved how like it jumped it jumped in and we find out that uh this is taking place after Civil War. Like um, right after right, right after, after the right
0: Civil after. War and leading her to finding Captain America and everything and In infinity,
2: much
1: like a, much yeah. like WandaVision, this has a lot to do with the fallout of the Sokovia Accords.
2: Yeah. A yes. lot. 'Cause Ross Ross and his folks show up to where they think Natasha is while they're on the phone with her, which is the why why would you think you'd find her? Right. What what the fuck are you talking about? Because, if, okay, I have an answer for that. I legitimately have an answer for that.
0: When have you seen anything that Ross has done work the fuck out? Like, he yeah. has made a failure. Like, he should have been fired. If you look at his failure attempts in the MCU, he yeah. should have been fired, like, a thousand times. Like, after that abomination thing, especially. Like, okay, you should be fired.
2: The, Natasha uh, says to him, you look a little sick. And I think they're like bringing up like where this movie com- might be leading, where the end credits of this film might be leading to, and where the end credits of or the ending of Falcon and Winter Soldier would be leading to. Uh, I, I see met- what you're doing here. <laughs> and he needs to take. He's going to end up taking the red hulk i think he's gonna he's gonna yep, be he's gonna yep. fucking be red hulk like nice. i'm just i'm calling it it's like in the comics
0: when we get to the ending stuff let's just fully dive into that we're trying yeah, to do totally. this chronologically yeah and it's, totally.
2: very, <laughs> it's
0: very hard it's very that's hard. why that's why cody's driving the car right now because <laughs> i would not be able to do it
2: is she heading to they, she's not there because she's like on a boat to what appears to be Alaska or Canada or somewhere like that. Um the north. It's in the north. It's very much in the great white north.
0: Somewhere Sarah Palin can see from her
2: couch. Yeah, oh. yeah right from her couch. Uh yeah. and uh so um Natasha's hiding out like Wolverine in the mountains and she gets a uh she gets a letter or a package anyway. A package. And it is a uh, from Yelena. And I skipped that whole scene. Because we see the scene of Yelena getting the serum in the middle of that.
3: Oh
2: right before she sends it to her, we see a scene of Yelena grown up, played by the beautiful and amazing Florence Pugh. Yeah. Um God, she's such a good actress. I love her to death. Oh so well. but um She's great in Midsummer, too. I know that JC doesn't like Midsummer, but I loved her in that movie. Yeah,
0: because that <laughs> movie is garbage with garbage. He a garbage fire. No, he hates
2: it. He's not. I a hate fan. that fucking movie. <laughs> but. <laughs> hey, let's a horrible <let's laughs> <let's know laughs> movie. What
0: happens when white people go in daylight? No, it's a horrible movie.
2: <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> we see <laughs> fuck he hates that movie, <laughs> we, I, hate that movie. <laughs> I could do a whole episode of just know, me hating just that hating r-e-s or
0: we'll me. call chris bill from creature corner and uh, that can be my guest spot everything jc hates about that movie
2: <laughs> but so we we meet her uh, she's on a mission and obviously uh, hunting down this girl come to find out when she kills her and she, the girl releases this uh, pheromone and it Sets her free from her uh, mental, I, or I guess the. Um, I've been calling talk. it
0: red. I've been calling it red room conditioning.
2: Red room conditioning. The the. Uh, That's perfect. Yeah, red room conditioning. It sets her free from that, and she realizes, "Oh shit! Uh, what have I been doing? I just killed my friend who was obviously escaping from the red room, um, and now I need to." And so she takes off, and she sends those to Natasha, and that leads us back. Natasha being in Alaska or whatever, and shit going sideways when she drives down the road. Because all right. All
0: right. I got to pause you on this because this is where I started to nitpick. And I was like, okay, so they're all trained the same way Black Widow is. How is she alive? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> You're like, She's the best. Something, there's, there's something like... important here. There's a distinction here. I, I think it's, they don't make this clear. But it's inferred to me that there was some point in the widow program, the Red Room, where they started chemically inducing them. It was it was about training them and kind of brainwashing them in a way, but then it became a chemical thing and they started chemically inducing yeah. them, which is where the but, antidote comes in. I don't yeah. think Elena, I don't pardon me, I don't think Natasha rather had that chemical induction. She was trained no. in that more classic way.
2: Yeah, she
0: was well, a classic okay, that widow. That would and make then it sense changed. because she is canonly in this movie, she's the oldest widow.
1: Right. And she's never, well, no, that's not true. Melina's Malina. the eldest widow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she was, that's different because that was its own thing. That's what started the program. I'm right. talking about the the ah, Red right. Room program. Yeah. Because Melina was running the Red Room.
1: Yes. Good point. Yeah.
0: So I, I, yeah, she might have got this, but it's not addressed. And that is a giant nitpick for me. It's like, how did this not happen to Natasha?
1: She just didn't get that same chemical, you know, change. And they talk about that in the movie. You know, I think Yelena even mentions, you know, there's a difference in conditioning someone and then chemically altering and mind controlling them. Oh no, difference. you
0: you are right. That is in there. And yeah, okay, that that covers that plot hole. Look <laughs> at geeks inherited the earth, covering plot holes. Yes, that's we're what fixing we it for you.
2: Yeah. And, and then she gets hit by a fucking rocket. Um, Ooh. And I, I'm just going to put this out there in the comics. Uh, widows have a bit of the super soldier serum administered to them in the Red Room as well, and they are a bit enhanced. And I just think they haven't said it, but I'm pretty yep. sure that uh, Natasha's enhanced because she survives stuff that's like, no, you don't survive it. Um, <laughs>
1: like Ethan, Win- she's the Ethan winners of the MCs. <laughs> yeah, she's the Ethan winners. <laughs> oh, oh my
2: god! <laughs> I don't know. She never gets her hands cut off. So I mean, that's true. Like not constantly getting her hands cut off, <laughs> so she gets attacked by Taskmaster, who is um awesome. When he should, whenever Taskmaster shows up, yeah, you um, can't gender
0: it, right? Shit. Okay, it's a spoiler <laughs> show. Yes, we can. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um,
2: well, you
3: don't. We don't know. That's a big right. Thing. So yeah.
2: whenever he shows up, uh, it's very imposing, and he's got this Terminator-like quality. Exactly. Uh,
1: very Terminator.
2: Uh, and I love it for the most part. I'm 50-50 on Taskmaster. I'll get more into it. But I love it, like especially in the beginning. Because he is just wrecking shit. Like, I mean... Okay. It-
0: love the beginning. Love the beginning of Taskmaster. Mm. Taskmaster is one of my favorite Marvel villains. Okay? Too? Love the fucking beginning. Love the fucking beginning. That
3: was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Because um, I loved how confused she was about how this... Opponent was mimicking her every move, right, and I was like, This is crazy! Like how crazy is this?' and she was like, uh black widow was like so just like her she kept getting that look of confusion on her face like What the hell? Is this guy guy mimicking me? What the fuck is (laughs) happening here? Who is this? There's a big
1: gray area, too. We are like, okay, is this a robot? Is this an android? Is this a person? There's a
0: lot
2: of gray area there. I thought it was a robot. And
0: and on top of that, I I did, too.
2: Um, Yeah, I thought it was a robot.
0: The shield maneuvers that Taskmaster does, the only person that could be able to deflect that is somebody that's trained with Steve fucking Rogers, which she has. Yeah. So the shield tricks and everything, yeah, it's gonna get her. But I mean, they trained together. They they've been spies together. They've been on the run together. You think they're never gonna go in the backyard and brawl?
2: I love his uh, his use of like uh, Avengers utilities as well. Like, and yeah, you're right. Like, you can tell he's studied all of them, and he's using it. And it's like it's so cool watching him. Like, uh, there's little things like 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 you Why said. Why are we still calling moves?
0: him he when we know it's she? The spoiler episode
3: because. I will admit, I thought it was another widow.
0: I, oh, I, yeah. I my thought was they're they're gonna go full RoboCop in this shit. I didn't think it was yeah. gonna be a robot. Side I thought board. it was gonna be a guy in a suit that they could just Matrix style, like I know Kung Fu, I know Captain America. And
2: Kinda what happened though? And, and there, mean, a know, little bit it wasn't far
0: off from it because no. there's scenes where it shows Taskmaster watching Avengers fight footage and everything, and yeah. like a learning machine because. Taskmaster's innate ability is a learning machine.
2: Um, and he's, uh, yes, no, okay, no, that's reflexes.
1: Yes, that's a great point because this uh, Taskmaster appears to be programmed. You could see they had like that USB cable, one of yeah. USB cables. You see my point? There's the, the, you know, connection to the back of the neck, and it's, there's programming going on. It doesn't appear to be an innate ability to.
0: But uh, also, oh, exactly. it watches the footage though.
1: Well, it has to to. Yeah,
0: it has to
2: do it. Yeah, it still has to cares. do it. It was yeah, cool as visually. shit to watch. I mean, <laughs> oh, I
1: know.
0: <laughs> I was like, this is one of the coolest scenes in the movie for fans.
2: Yes, and and I'll get more into that when we get into the spoilers too, because there's a lot of Taskmaster stuff to go over. But it's really cool watching. And you know, it's like spoiler. It's a dude in a suit. Still, that was one of my biggest, the biggest things that kept making me think it was a dude because that's obviously a male stuntman. I can tell that's a male stuntman. I can tell.
1: Well, yeah, and the armor was designed to be non-feminine as well. <laughs>
2: um, well, anyway, we'll get more into Taskmaster. Uh, but as that, so she, uh, he gets the vials at the end of the fight. And no, no, he gets the, the case for the vials. They're not in there anymore because Natasha took them and she gets away.
3: She jumps off the bridge into the water. Yeah. With the vials. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy. Oh, no, the, yeah. there's,
1: there's a switch out with the case.
3: Yeah, she has to switch out. Yeah,
1: he yeah. Thought, uh, had the case, didn't nice and clever I was move. excited about
2: that. So spy. Uh, and uh, so she goes to meet the uh, fellow that has the, that gets her stuff, her cue, Because she, uh, he was renting the apartment in Budapest at the time. Sorry, Budapest.
3: Budapest. <laughs> at the time. <laughs> to, to
2: Yelena. And... <laughs> Budapest that's I a funny that joke scene. in the movie yeah super cool yeah super cute and so uh, he she needs a jet and of course he gets her like this shitty old helicopter to go meet Yelena um, and then she goes to Budapest and we get to see the old apartment that her and um Barton were holed up in and we get a bit of a flashback is that the part where the, yeah that we get to see the flashback of um her killing Draco's daughter or using Draco's yes. daughter to kill him?
1: Yes, that conversation comes out of her meeting uh, Yelena, I believe. Did
3: yeah. we recover the her and Yelena meeting already. Yeah, that's where, that's we're yeah that's where we're, where right we're, yeah, that's okay, where we're at okay. in
2: the apartment, and then like they don't they do the spy thing where it's like I don't trust you, I don't trust you either. Uh, mm-hmm. Mexican standoff scene. and Excellent. then fight fucking scene. awesome fight scene. Like they wreck shit. And I was like, Oh man, this is very born. Like I see that they're mm. going for a born slash. Like you said, Daniel Craig bond feeling. Yeah. It,
0: it felt like a very Daniel yeah. Craig bond, like especially yeah. shooting through the walls and you can see the bullet damage.
2: Yeah. Like, and very
1: visceral. The impacts of like hitting door frames and shit. You're like, Oh,
3: ow. And God. the fact that they were clearly trained in the same place, or area, or whatever, because they had such similar fighting styles. They knew what to expect from each other. And When they took each other's guns away at the beginning, that was (laughs) so funny.
2: (laughs) And also, we get to see a cool little Easter egg back to Barton about the holes in the wall.
1: Oh, those are arrows.
2: (laughs) When obviously he was trying to kill Natasha. Oh, yes! (laughs) Shit's about to get real loud, because when they're done, other widows show up. And now it's a full-blown fight. So they, th- this movie goes from action scene, action set piece to action set piece so seamlessly. Uh, the, the, and the action in this next part is my, it's my favorite action scene in the movie. Possibly my favorite action scene of the year because they used real cars and they used yeah, real stunt people. And,
0: and, and this goes back to uh, when Marvel can nail a spy movie. Because, yeah, uh, uh, after Casino Royale for that reboot with Craig in there, every spy movie has had to have actual cars and doing everything legit. Yeah. And they totally aced that on a level that I was enthralled by. It's visually stunning. Like, if, you, yes. if you're debating if you want to see this in the movies or at home, that one scene alone, I would say, is worth going to watch in IMAX.
2: Oh, yeah. That'd be
0: cool really really to watch.
2: It's beautiful. And I think they're shooting that. Uh, was it in Prague? I think it was. in I- I'm not sure. But it- it's in a beautiful European location, as every no, film I'm, like this is. I'm, like,
0: is. 90% sure it's Prague.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. And they, um, man, like, uh, so Taskmaster, is they fight widows on the roofs. And they're jumping from roofs. And they get to a car. They steal a car, which sorry, Yelena steals a car and Natasha's not too happy about it. Uh, and uh, she's like, what do you want me to do? Unsteal it? It's fantastic.
3: Well, oh, I yeah. really think that um, both the Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh had such a great on-screen dynamic. Oh, with their that. chemistry was great. Their chemistry was amazing. And so that is, I think, helped with all of that too.
0: I want more of Florence Pugh for some of these scenes though. And like we get it later but she really understands the dynamic of this movie where Mm -hmm. some of the times when Black Widow in the first act and in the first part of the second act is speaking, it doesn't seem like they know what to do with her for dialogue. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you put the two of them together, that shit is fixed
2: so fast. Yeah. Dude, Taskmaster shows up in a Bradley fighting vehicle and it is, it's just once again proving the point that how scary that vehicle is. Like those things are insane. It will like, not stop. No.
1: <laughs> and I mean,
2: and we get to see him do a Hawkeye. Like he uses the bow and arrow mm-hmm. that he has. Mm-hmm. Super cool. And I mean, like that whole action sequence, it's just amazing. Like you said, the banter between them is so good. And um, uh, yeah, it gets pretty intense. <laughs> it I gets did
0: like crazy. the fact that Natasha knows uh, Clint so well. When the shot and the arrow is firing, she knows what to do.
2: Put on your seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, like like oh, yeah. She, she knew
0: how to ground control that, and I yeah. thought that was a very nice touch, especially in Budapest, Buda, whatever. Budapest, whatever. Yeah, you know, no, speaking
1: bud- on uh, speaking on these action scenes, one thing I think this movie does very well is it uses the concept of jump scares. Uh, in an action scenario, like when that rocket hits on that bridge the first time, or some of these car crashes that come out of nowhere, you're like, "Oh my god!" It just it just hits you out of left field, and that kind of jump scare mentality with that action scene. So I think that's a, that's a kind of neat
3: thing without that, making it too busy, right? Yeah, yeah. It,
2: it's got that tactile feeling, like um, like James Cameron films from the '90s, like T2, when there's like the streets are busy when stuff's going on. Oh,
0: I realism, realism. Yeah. And there's Still a lot time. of touches of realism in this movie, I think, are getting slept on.
2: So, they end up getting away uh, after one of the widows, yeah, she jumps off the roof and just falls and dies.
3: And then she's like, I'm gonna save you, and she's like, no, and then kills herself.
2: Yeah, because Draco makes her, she's like, I can't do it, He's She's like, I can't, me. yeah. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, she she falls down and, and does that, and it melts her face. like it's. It, you don't get to fully see it, but it's still pretty brutal.
0: There's a lot of things in this. I think Marvel took some ballsy moves, and that entire sequence, like the intro sequence, I think those two sequences, if you put them out from the rest of the movie, people keep asking, hey, can we have an R-rated Marvel movie? Yeah, it looks like they're already trying to start it, so don't worry about Deadpool 3.
1: Speaking of visceral violence, when Yelena originally gets those vials and she beats out of the Black Widow, man, that, that knife attack, just the a sideways slash, oh that knife man, in her. Yeah. she, she her? Even stabs her own leg to pull that chip out. I mean, this yeah. is visceral visceral stuff here. Yeah. It's now, pretty brutal.
0: I liked the way that the chip got cut out. I don't think that's a plot hole for me for it fully being explained, but I got enough of an explanation to shut my brain off. If that makes right.
1: well, Again, it goes into that whole chemical conditioning. They're they're beyond mind controlled. They're chemically controlled. So as soon as that's gone, she knows where that chip is. She's like, I'm out of here.
2: So then, they, uh, <laughs> they they go to pick up Alexi. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the red guardian who is wasting away in a russian gulag that he's been in for 20 years oh, he's ruling that place yeah he's basically and uh just beating people in an arm wrestling competition all day long and getting a tattoo on his back that's what he's been doing for 20 years
0: uh, i love the fact he was actually getting tattooed during yeah. it just to yeah. show how nice. despondent Red Guardian has became,
1: yeah. And he just—he's still just cocky. He's just mocking everyone. Person just come up to arm wrestling him. Oh, you're going to cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like he physically could shatter their whole bodies, yeah. and he's just sitting there having fun. Like he's—he's he's found his niche.
2: And the thi- he is a uh, he tells war stories about him and Captain America, who he met in 1983 which I don't know what... I kind of believe in, but it wasn't Steve Rogers, but I don't know what Captain America that was, and they may go back and uh, touch on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. It could be uh, Jack Flagg. It could be... Um, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it might be Jeffrey Mace. Um, But it's it's not... Steve Rogers, for sure, because like even like the guy she, the guy he's arm wrestling is like Steve Rogers was still in ice until two thousand. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and he's like really, and he like slams his arm down. Yeah, one of the <laughs> best
2: jokes in that
0: movie was just that. Yeah, I and that. David wow. Harbor played that like a fiddle, like that whole yeah. scene. Like he steals every scene in this movie that he's in.
1: Now hold on here, Let, let's let's take, let's take a step back here. Did they establish exactly? when Isaiah was Captain America. To me, you know, in the course of the comics, that's the 60s. But in this updated Marvel universe, I mean, could that have been Isaiah?
2: Could have definitely been. I mean, because I'm not sure. In the movies, he said he was locked up for 30 years, so could have been locked up in the 80s.
0: Totally. Well, Marvel loves to leave giant Easter egg holes so they can write them stuff out of a hole later, which we've seen a thousand times at this
2: point. The Living Tribunal. Uh we'll get into that
0: with Loki, yeah. yeah. tune in next week for our Loki episode. Yes. Oh my god.
2: But so um Alexi uh gets a Red Guardian toy, which is I, I want that toy right now. So Oh my god. Mezco. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: <laughs> it's like that old school like stiff arm and leg, big plastic, doofy looking toy too, yeah. you know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
2: And it's like, it says this little catchphrase. I can't, it's like, sound the trumpets. and you
3: know? so pull the string and it's like. <laughs> and that's actually sort of the- a
1: very nuanced scene because that shows the level of fame that that character had gotten in Russia. I mean, he was famous as Red yeah. Guardian.
3: He was
2: and I, as Captain I, America. I really want to see uh, more of Red Guardian's uh, backstory. And hopefully we'll, obviously in Black Widow 2, we'll probably get to see him.
0: HGN uh, just announced uh, David Harbour pitched two Red Guardian movies. So what that say,
2: Mike? What 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 was his pitches? Did you read it? He
1: has, he has two. One is the concept of a prequel showing the Red Guardian in his prime, which, I don't know, I could be okay with. I like the second concept, which is him following the course of this movie, uh, finding out that Natasha died on that cliff. And there there seems to be this running theme that everyone thinks that Clint killed Natasha. And I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I missed something that was more obvious, but there seems to be this underlying theme now where, there like, is. well, Clint – Clint killed Natasha, and I don't remember that being a thing before these this current batch of movies and shows. So well, you,
3: uh,
0: you also have, have to wonder after, after the Hawkeye series happens if Red Guardian could show up in that too.
1: Yeah, yeah. or any of the or Yelena. You know, Yelena's casted
2: in it. She's casted in it. Yeah, for real. So then we get the. Uh, she he gets a um, an earpiece from Natasha. They come to pick mm-hmm. him up in the helicopter. Awesome scene. He fights his way out of the prison, which he looks like he could have got out of most of it by himself because he's so damn strong. <laughs> but he couldn't have got out like he'd have just been in the frozen tundra and died.
1: And I love but, his uh, escape style. His fighting the way he's like climbing pipes is very bear-like. He's a very yeah. big, like big guy. He's not a Captain America fighting style. He's like a Russian bear fighter. <laughs> Russian bear. Russian bear <laughs>
2: fighter. He is. He's like a giant version of Khabib. But um, he uh. They, they they pick him up on the helicopter in this amazing daring rescue that looks like something out of Metal Gear Solid.
1: Oh, nice call! <laughs> oh, I, thought, I, I thought
0: the same thing. That yeah, I was like thing Metal Gear. Was like...
2: <laughs> and they they pick him up and they put him on the helicopter and uh the avalanche like destroys the prison he's like so long douchebags <laughs> <laughs> my only problem with that is he didn't
0: say dospedonia douchebags just like really rushing it up right you know <laughs> yeah
3: and surprising, um because he's he rushes everything up with his oh accent. i know
0: god and, like, like that, that one the, the dospedonia again i have minor nitpicks for this but it's just because i really love the movie
2: <laughs> yeah for real but um so uh, then he's like, my girls, they come and got me. I'm so happy. <laughs> and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, they hate his guts. <laughs> they're like, you dick. You're so Get fucking me. dumb. Like, we don't even <laughs> want to be around you. You fucking stink. Like, you're terrible. We hate you. But we Dad need you to find mom. Dad didn't come well,
0: back th- with a pack th- of cigarettes. He said, um,
3: <laughs> we, need, we, we need to know where Dikov uh, is. The red room. And he said, well, you're going to have to talk to your mom. <laughs> yeah, they are like,
2: what? She's fucking alive, really? Yeah. Uh, and so, um, so we also had a funny have- scene with Florence Pugh uh, telling him in graphic detail what they did to her in the red room about the hysterectomy. <laughs> it's oh, hilarious. Yeah.
3: That is actually, that, I really like that scene because yeah. they, were, they were making a, it. Was a, it was a funny scene. They were making a joke about it, but it was very dark yeah it was, very it dark very dark and how <laughs> fucked up the, things like that actually do happen all over the place all the time yeah for real and so it was i i don't know i just really like the juxtaposition of the the joking about it but it they actually there was a darkness to it too and i i think they did that scene really well
1: also amusing yeah. to me is his obstinance. He just blows off. He just like totally gaslights in here. There should be like, okay, we're still family. You're still my girls. <laughs> He's a textbook
0: narcissist. Textbook. With, I, this. I was like, I want to see the family dinner at this point. Like I got to see the family dinner. This is going to happen. We're going to find mom. We're going to see the family dinner. Cause this is not going to work out well for David Harbor.
2: <laughs> and so they said they're going to land in uh, St. Petersburg. And um, then the helicopter crashes.
4: Yeah. Right uh, where they're p- going to land. Ass.
2: Yeah, they 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 didn't they had plenty of gas to make it there, but to land it, they didn't have as much gas. Uh, and it's just
1: very slapstick funny scene. It just drops out of the yeah. sky. Just <laughs> <boom>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they find mom, who meets them with a fifty caliber sniper rifle,
0: <laughs> which is great because it it returned to tone for the movie. Because for uh, a minute there, it was a little bit off the tone, and then boom, fifty caliber. Uh, all right, we're back
2: on the. We're back in the town, <laughs> and Rachel Weiss just um, stealing everything around her because she's amazing. And we get to see the family dinner, yeah, and it it's horrible. It doesn't turn out good at they're just fucking doing all. shots
3: of vodka the whole time. It's <laughs> fucking awesome that they're just like, okay, like they're gonna pl- be talking about this. We need more shots of vodka. They yeah.
0: played up the Russian part of this so much for the American stereotype of Russians that I fucking was dying laughing horse laughing the entire time like that is one of the best family reunion dinner scenes i've ever seen in a movie but marvel pulling this off with vodka i mean i was like wow you guys wouldn't do demon in a bottle for tony stark it had to be palladium poisoning okay
3: i want to touch on this real quick though one of the things that bothered me the most about the movie was how um they portrayed red guardian as a person with an accent so stupidly because i don't think he's a stupid person i think that he would and he he obviously knows english at the beginning of the movie we saw him speaking perfect american english so for him to be like i am russian i drink vodka like kind of accent like i think that even though he would have still had a russian accent but he i think he could have spoken more intelligently without it being such broken uh, Russian you know English. Okay, you know, so right. the same thing.
1: But I, I believe, again, I I kind of blow that off by the 20 years in the Russian gulag thing. I, I feel your pain. I, like, that's what I was talking about earlier with the spy thing. I'm like, he's the spy, really? But... Um, you know, 20 years in the Gulag. I, I don't know what to say. I, I try, just, try to blow it that off. That was just one of my nitpicky it. things. Because he's well, so amazing yeah. as Red Guardian. He is. I'm like, that's fine. Don't get
3: me wrong. I just think that <laughs> he could fine. have been. Because if you think about, like, my comparison was a, a weird comparison, but uh, Lucy Lawless as Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, right, she's right. Australian. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and when I first, I used to love that show, and when I first heard her speak on a talk show or something, she had an Australian accent. I was blown away. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> and she was speaking very, like, normally like I don't know. She just I think that when you have like when you have an accent and you learn to speak a different accent, that is it like is you you don't have a stupid accent when you speak that accent again. I don't know. i Actually I get a theory
0: watching the movie up to this point point I want to pitch it to you guys. He was so dedicated to becoming Red Guardian again that he learned the accent to do it perfectly. And then he has the gulag time and he really just wants to oversell because he's fat. He's out of shape. He's not the person that he used to be. So I think
3: that's a great theory
0: watching it. It was him overselling.
3: Okay. That's a great theory. Actually, that makes it better. Okay.
2: And then, um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) thank you.
0: I mean, this is,
2: and then you have the idea that, uh, red guardian may just be the, um, the main personality at this point like oh you know go he's even been further
3: in the for 20 years so yeah he's not over over sense. he's not
2: just overselling he just is that right. like he's stuck in that now so like he oversold yeah. it for a while but then he just kind of kept being that guy
3: and there because was clearly wasn't that from the beginning so. there was such a yeah. great
0: message on this though and jamie what you just said right there perfect he wasn't that in the beginning. Twenty years in the gulag, like Mike said, he is stuck in glory days, and they personify him being stuck in the glory days mm-hmm. so well.
3: With putting on the suit and everything. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, wow, so that, funny. That's it still
1: fits, it still fits. It still fits. <laughs> and like
0: belly rolling out the bottom of it. Like it, there was so much low key fucking things with his character that were you know, I, I he wants to do good. He believes that he used to do good. He clearly doesn't believe in the society and the system that made him what he is. But he's been overselling it for so long. And there's a, there. I think personally, there is moments in this movie when he's talking to the daughters and aren't his daughters where he really believed that was real for him because he got stuck in a shit mission. That he didn't want to do, but it clearly he was taking care of these kids because he wanted to, and it's never outright said, but it's heavily implied. And the way that David Harbour played that, like his acting on this was
1: so good. Do you mind if I have a personal moment here? Uh, I was adopted and I had this kind of strange, eerie, I I don't know, eerie is maybe not the right word, but the the similar moment where I spent, you know, three or four years kind of stuck in this pretend family, there was this total fake thing. And uh, I don't know, it was so strange to me that the movie was addressing those things that really connected with me. I probably could use therapy for it, whatever, but (laughs) uh, I don't know, it really touched me for that moment of like this, it's a pretend family, but for some of those members of the family, it was real. Ah, it's just a strange thing. It was interesting to me.
0: I mean, I I don't think that's accidental either. I think that's very, like, they were writing from a dark place that could be accepted. And they, in that aspect, I think they nailed it. I mean, if it made that emotional response with you. It did. I mean, also look at people that have lived past their glory days and still want to put on the old leather pants and go play music, you know?
1: Uh, is that a personal attack? I feel like I'm personally attacked here. Right? <laughs> no. <it's, laughs> that that's me. You didn't even think about <laughs> that, was, that before you said it. He was talking about him. Damn it.
0: <laughs> you don't wear leather pants on stage. That's me. No, no. Uh but you, know, but you know what I mean like the, the that glory day reaffirmance and also goes back to what was really your family and they they touch on this in such an organic way. And uh, that is that whole dinner scene is For my money, one of the best scenes in the MCU.
2: Especially at the end.
0: There's so many moving factors. There's so many moving things. And it's all treated to where people with PTSD or adoption or maybe live past my glory days or just wanting to fit in fits. And I got to pull this back to something I said earlier. That's when Scarlett Johansson. Started speaking in full paragraphs instead of one to two sentences like she's used to in Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And when you saw Natasha really dive into it, to me that was emotionally gutting. I was like, man, she's in this. It's funny, but we are seeing all the moving parts right now. And there were so many moving parts. That whole scene was shot so excellently mm-hmm. that anybody that had anything that they could contribute. Too it, be it PTSD or adoption or Pastor Glory Days or a mom that wasn't the mom and just wants to be there. There's so much meat in that whole sequence. It's mind blowing.
2: Especially at the end when uh <clears throat> Elena breaks down because everybody's telling her it's fake, it's fake, it was never real, and she's like, wow. It's fucking real to me. That's so my important. Family. To
1: me. Yeah. That that concept is really cool. That's one of the more emotionally resonant uh, topics in the whole movie. I think honestly, it's like to her that was her fucking family for in her mind what she experienced in her life. Sorry, yes. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But no, it's true.
2: It, 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 it's it's a uh, man, and she's her acting is so good in that part. Like she is just mm-hmm. killing it. Like she's and she very... takes
3: the bottle of vodka and she's like, I'm I'm out of here. I'm gonna go yeah. take this bottle of vodka and be by myself. And Alexi.
2: <laughs> Comes to comfort her. Sorry. Well, I don't think he he
3: comes to comfort her. He comes to tell her about himself. Yeah, she knows that 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 part right
2: there. Yes. Once again, he is a textbook narcissist. (laughs) He's also been
0: in the gulag for twenty years.
2: Like, it's made him that. Yeah. So that's why he comes in and he just tells her all about him.
0: But he, he really breaks himself from that because you can tell to him at a point it was real.
1: I think it was for him, too, there just for a minute. And as much of a, a narcissist exaggeration of a person as he is, I I think, you know, he still cares about him. I think he does. He, he does. He does care about him. But Melina is the wild card. What we, at this point, what is going on with Melina? Yeah, She's like a, a triple agent at this point.
2: Yeah, because then they uh, they make up and, and, and they get attacked. By freaking the red room or whatever you want. It's the red room.
0: Yeah. The red room comes for their, you know, their, their asses.
2: Yeah. And because Melina has uh, apparently attacked Natasha and called them and she comes in and she's like, I'm sorry. And they all get taken up into the sky to the airship of Draco, which is like so cool. And so bond. Um, especially, you know, it's funny because early in the movie, there's a Bond reference. That, uh, Natasha's watching uh, uh, Moonraker.
1: Oh yeah! Oh, that's right. Oh shit! I didn't, oh, shit.
3: I didn't <laughs> even. <laughs> <laughs> fucking...
1: Good
2: catch. Good catch. CKpedia. I mean, she's in the trailer
3: right before the generator goes out. Yeah, before the generator goes out. Yeah.
2: And like quoting it and stuff. And she obviously has seen this movie a billion times. So they take him to the red Which is also a
0: nice call to Wandavision for the. The, yeah, you know you're right. The, the English movies and everything for how oh. they learned English. Holy
2: shit. Oh, Man, nice. Think about
0: that. Yeah, I mean, that's a super slick call to that. Yeah,
2: that's totally.
3: That's really
2: cool. On purpose. Oh, completely. Oh, yeah.
0: That's, that's some Feige, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's some feige shit right Here's there. There's your
2: Russian you characters.
1: There's even another meta level on that of us reading these comics and stories when we're kids and now we're watching the movies of them now. That's a total meta reference. Yeah,
2: yeah that's wild. Oh shit. Wow,
0: this 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 movie had some more meat in it than like I think we're discovering more as we're talking about it. <laughs> no, which is it. awesome. That's why we watch movies. Yeah. That's why we love this shit. And this is a prime application. Until about 15 minutes after CK keeps talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe now's a good time to delve into Taskmaster.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's time to oh, talk yeah. about Taskmaster. Yeah,
0: definitely. I am going to have a series of complaints.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i have a couple. I have a... But I, I am... I wanna know what I'm, your big
0: bitch is, too. Okay, I can't so wait
2: to hear it. I'm, um... With Taskmaster, I'm 50-50. It's right down the middle. I am
0: in the same boat. I'm in the same boat.
2: I think that uh, his presence is amazing. I think the powers shown are really cool. I think that his use of Avengers utilities, uh, you know, from Hawkeye's bow style to the shield to the Black Panther claws, um, I think that's all really neat. I think that it's cool. uh, The reveal that Taskmaster was draco's daughter who survived the attack that natasha sent against draco
0: telegraphed so
2: hard yeah but it's cool that they include the character now here's my question taskmaster in the comics as we know is tony masters and he has the ability to do he has um shit uh photographic reflexes
1: Photographic memory as well.
2: Yes, and photographic memory as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can he can mimic also what he remembers. So um, I think it's interesting that her name is Antonia. Oh, yeah, nice, that's
3: good. Nice.
2: Because it's like a little bit of a play on that. Uh, do I love this? No. I love the fact that the reveal was her because it's cool to tie it back in. It
1: is. It gives it that classic Peter Parker element of a personal connection to the villain you're
0: fighting. Yes. But if you
2: didn't see it coming
0: from around the bend,
1: right. fuck. I get yeah, I, didn't.
3: Like, I didn't. I didn't. Really? Uh, because I really didn't. But I don't, know, okay, any, I don't even, know anything about the Taskmaster either. Well, this is all
1: new. This whole concept of the Taskmaster is new. In the comics, the Taskmaster is just a guy. I and read he, about that. He's a bit of a cocky Actually, asshole. Actually, I heard a bunch of you know, okay, sexist so assholes were
3: complaining about her being a girl, and his daughter... Because he was originally a dude in the comics, that's the reason
0: no, I no. care about You're it. Going to she, she oh, I, know female, female. I know it's not. I know it's not. Flagging to this minorly. No, in Deadpool Max Taskmaster was a woman. Yeah, and
2: I think her name was Antonia Masters. If I'm, if I'm mistaken, pretty
0: damn sure that it was. I think that's the nod of Deadpool Max. Yeah. For me, um, the difference
1: is the comic version had this like cocky bravado, and he's a bit of a bastard. And now we're looking at, like, a lobotomized android. So,
0: I don't
2: know. Big difference.
0: Big, huge difference. Cody, go ahead. <laughs> well,
2: my my problem with it is um, when you go forward now, um, at the end of the movie, I just have to say this because we're talking about Taskmaster, she survives. She does. The programming is no longer in her, though, mm-hmm. as far as the Black Widow program. Does that mean that we get to see more of her? As Taskmaster now, like, does she have to, like, figure out how to use those powers without the programming? Like, does she just use the suit? Or do we ever see her again and they just do Tony Masters? Because I'm like, I want to see Tony Masters, but I want this character to be there, too.
1: Will she be on the Thunderbolts team? That's what I hope for.
0: The action, the explosions and everything was fantastic. But I really wanted that Natasha Taskmaster fucking fight off. And it's not there. And that's my giant complaint to this. All right. It's like, it's, it's not there. And why not? They
2: fight, but like not like everybody else kind of. Everybody kind of fights him. Her. Sorry. Her. Yeah, uh, yeah. her. Now you know that it's Antonia. That? Yeah, now I can say it. Thank God. because I mean, like it
0: was, it was so telegraphed and this movie had the opportunity to do something more with that whole thing and it didn't happen. And this is a one-off. This is a fucking one-off. We're not getting sequels.
2: This actually, is I, there might be a Black Widow sequel. For real. Like, they've said that. But it would be starring the person... Look, this movie is honestly setting up Yelena Belova as the next black widow in every way shape. And and
0: and for the record, CK called this uh two years ago.
2: Yeah. I was like, no, it'll be Yelena.
1: As usual.
0: Yeah, he called this two fucking years ago. And I'm I I love the fact that her vest had pockets and it made the joke. We haven't addressed this at all. So like, yeah, let's that, go back to that Black scene Widow for a has, second. Black Widow has oh, you so know many. You
3: love it! It has pockets.
0: Black Widow yeah. has so many pockets. We never see her open the fucking pockets. We see Yolita put things in the pockets. That was mm-hmm. a very great yeah. meta joke. We see
2: them set that up the really vest. Cool. We them get to see them set up the vest, and, and that banter in that scene is the best, and to me, the best dialogue in the movie besides the, the dinner table because it's That's just really like great. so fun and it's so funny. And we get to see Yolita's personality, and it's she's very, very sisterly lovable too. Yeah,
4: it's, it's sweet.
0: It's so really round table, what did everybody think about the ending of the movie? Um I'm gonna go dead ass last on this. Got uh
2: well, it got a little explodey. Um, and I expected to get explodey, but it got a little busy. Pew, 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 pew. As third acts tend too. And so to me, like there was parts where I was like, I love this action, but holy shit, I am bombarded right now. Like it just it was very big. The idea that, like, they brought down the thing, though, it makes sense because it's like a Bond movie. You know, you got the big action sequence at the end. I'm not saying I didn't like it at all. I did. Like, the action was great. It's just very, um, very busy. And I I didn't expect the movie to have such a big ending. But that being said, it looked really good. And um, so the third act, (laughs) the Taskmaster stuff, like I said, as long as they do that character justice, like the character they created in this film, I think... I'm more okay with it. But if she's gone, that's really weird. Like, I don't know. It's really weird because I feel like that then they're just like catering to someone that, like you said, like neckbeards that are pissed off because it's not telling like, it's not a dude. Yeah. Like not because of like the character assassination or anything like it's not character assassination. Well, I mean, it's pretty much the same damn counterpoint
0: to that is look at the way they brought William Hurt back all the time. Like the windows open.
2: Yeah. They can do whatever. So yeah. hopefully we'll get to see more of it, but uh I thought it could have been a little bit longer to be honest. I thought that uh leading into the very final scene could have been a bit more instead of just like this is it bye.
3: That's a good point. I feel the same way. It was very bombastic at the end there. Um I loved it. I thought it was um I loved the action throughout the whole movie and the end of the movie um I thought it was very fitting. But um it was uh, it was a bit overwhelming. I will say that for sure.
2: Uh, one of my favorite other scenes at the end of the movie uh, real quick was the uh, interaction between Draco and Natasha when she yeah. Just... Yeah.
0: can we talk about that for a second? Yeah nice she scene. just nice scene.
2: fucks his world up in the slowest black widowest way. It's like, oh yeah everything, <laughs> like, everything, like, everything she, starts she, coming she, together
0: like 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 she didn't know that she can't just kill this motherfucker and you know when she could she's yeah you know like that was that was some really slick writing
2: cuz he's releasing the pheromones yeah. and like and he can't be hurt by anybody that's ever had the pheromones put on them so she breaks her fucking nose <laughs> and then beats the badass. shit out of him it's awesome <laughs> it's i mean awesome.
0: That, that's the most black widow shit i've yeah. ever and it's awesome. It, it
1: didn't require any sneaking in of gadgets or some injection. She's like, I'm just going to break my fucking nose so I don't smell him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome.
3: <laughs> well, they did but do the, tech, the face swap thing. The tech, yeah, that was cool, the, too. However mm-hmm. they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black and,
1: Widow mask? Uh, yep. <laughs> yes. This movie, surprisingly to me, somehow retroactively made Natasha's death so much more impactful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow retroactively, I'm now like, now I'm way more sad about her dying now. Well, and that
3: leads into the post-credits. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about the post-credits. Yeah. For fucking sure. CK?
2: So it's interesting, right? Because this movie was supposed to come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, but,
3: but COVID happened.
2: They had it. Like, it was going to be this anyway. Because yeah. I read an article back when we met this character that shows up in the post credit scene that actually said that this, that she, her first appearance was supposed to be in Black Widow. So yes. it all makes And that was before this movie even came out. Ultimately, uh,
1: doesn't really oh, well, it doesn't I mean, really it does make a
2: big not. difference, though. It doesn't really make a big difference. It's
3: actually really they, they, exciting they, they, to see her in the post-credits scene after seeing her they, in Falcon of Winter Soldier. It you seems
2: know. like, honestly, it, it can go either. To me, Like when I watched it, I didn't take it that it happened before. I was no, like, no. oh, this is the second time I've met her. That's all same. I got. Yeah,
1: That's that what's happening with like the same week. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's
3: two
2: Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Yelena goes to visit Natasha's grave. She's laying down flowers. And then with uh, her perfect comedic timing as usual, Julia Louise Dreyfus starts <laughs> blowing her nose <laughs> while she's like talking to her sister, and like mourning over her and she's like i'm allergic to the midwest this is so <laughs> fun
0: <laughs> so it's setting up thunderbolts really yeah it is oh, because yeah, like oh, yeah,
2: yeah because she she's like you want to find the guy who killed your sister which like we were talking about earlier and Again, i think framing that,
1: up clint everybody's framing up clint
2: <clears throat> everybody's it's framing her. up clint
1: it's her it's her, she's framing it's her. Up clint.
2: yeah i don't know why oh, yeah, totally. but she definitely is she is doing that because like it's a perfect cover story, right? They both went to a planet, she didn't come back. They were the only ones there that witnessed mm. what happened. And she they've had this just...
1: huge violent history together. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to see David Harbor, Red Guardian versus Sam Wilson, Captain America? Oh, hello. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yes. That's
0: how you do it too. Um I'm, that I'm 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 starting to believe that the MCU via TV shows and these post credits for this the spy universe, the street-level universe. So let's just call it the street-level,
2: right? The, the street. Widowverse, it seems like. The Widowverse. Now it's a Widowverse. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll take Widowverse. Like Widowverse, yeah. This is the best post-credit scene that we have had since Samuel L. Jackson showed up as Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man going, so the Avengers. You it's know a good what? one. Like, like, I, I really
3: am enjoying Julia louis Dreyfus's character because I don't know anything about that character, but it's fun to see. I did read a little bit about it, so it's fun to see her um, bringing it to life on screen, and she's the perfect person for it. In the comics, know. she
1: has a traditional, longstanding relationship with Nick Fury, so for the MCU to begin using her as the next Nick Fury, so to speak, or um, a mirror image of Nick Fury, uh, fantastic, really
2: nice. Okay, so you have Yelena confirmed for that. Uh Art, uh, uh you have Walker who um uh, Texas Ranger. Who you she also who, who she also met with um and you have Abomination showing up in Shang-Chi. Yep. Which seems like that's a no-brainer. Uh and like you said oh. you had Red Guardian, you've got um Swordsman showing up in the Hawkeye show. Nice.
1: Uh what about Bucky? Uh, I think we could maybe see
3: uh Bucky, Bucky could have a special on, on the, the
2: team. team.
3: Yeah. Nah.
2: So before we get into it, let's go
0: a final thoughts round. Black Widow: Geeks Inherited the Earth.
3: Um I really loved it. Um to the point where I was excited about watching it again. So I'm excited to um have to own it thanks to Disney Plus. <laughs> um so I'm excited premiere. About... Yes, and so I'm excited about um going and watching it again and and getting more of the nuances that we've discussed tonight some of the things i've missed so i'm excited i love it um all of the actors did great um super excited about florence Pugh. i think that she is very talented and i can't wait to see her future in the marvel universe very sad to lose scarlett johansson she's been great we're not Um,
0: entirely sure we're never gonna see her again
3: we're not entirely sure but she's she's amazing and beautiful and um she's been a great black widow so i'm looking forward to the future of what happens with these women because they're exciting and also um with uh, the red guardian i'm excited to see that kind of um, storyline if that happens that's a fun thing and you know what i wouldn't be mad to see melina again so by
0: the way just uh because you're our our girl geek on the show how nice was it they didn't over sexualize anybody
3: uh, well, you know, I, 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 I mean, there's I some t-
0: Scarlett Johansson butt shots, but I mean, it's Scarlett Johansson's butt. <laughs> well, I'm going to say
3: I tend to over-sexualize girls, too. I'm guilty of that because I love women <laughs> and they're beautiful. And so, but, but it I mean, is, it's nice to see. It's always nice to see. And I do that in the comics, too, when... Um, People tone it down a bit because you can sexualize girls okay. if you are a girl. Will,
0: will you admit to me? Will right. you admit to me that they totally sure. put in some butt shots of Scarlett Johansson?
3: They always do.
1: So there, there's but, one particularly early in the movie that's yep. like a lingering like minute and a half, like in mm-hmm. sweatpants. I was like, okay, this is literally her butt
2: for like that was the one.
3: <laughs> well, and I will say this: I want to. That's I what wanna, I thought like, of. The director is a a woman. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Her name is. Um, Kate Shortland, and I don't know anything she's done before this. I looked up her movie list. I haven't seen any of them. She's done about 22 movies or something. Um, she did so a bunch of TV Kate, shows Kate Shortland, well. she's a yeah. woman, so it's a woman that directed this and direct and made all those decisions. They put
0: some butt shots in, but I thought it was tasteful. I don't know. You're the girl geek. You tell I mean,
3: me. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's up to you what's tasteful or not. I always like point? to see when people don't over-sexualize women in movies comic books and everything it makes me happy but I, I think women are sexy and so i'm not mad about it when they do there, there's a very
1: thin line in appreciation and tna i don't know what it is
3: michael said it perfectly there's a very thin line between tna yeah. and appreciation like i fucking hate J. scott campbell he can go to hell and because he he fucking over sexualizes women and i hate his artwork and I always have since my first beginnings of comic book. So there's a th- there's a fine line because I love women. I think they're beautiful and they should be I, pretty. And I don't know. There's a that's a whole other conversation for a whole another episode. I but, think okay, so. Let's movie, get into this another th- time. Th- 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 let's let's th- jot th- down th- notes and do this. Th- 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 like this movie
0: about. for you, the girl geek in her show. Like I think it walked the line pretty well. I think they were sexy but not over sexualized.
3: I agree, 100 percent beautiful. Now I want to head, take it uh, on to Michael to give your end thoughts to well, the movie. That's very uh good, very courteous of
1: you. Uh you know, I was not really looking forward to it. I want to move, like I said earlier, forward and not back. Um the characters were very heartfelt. I think that they did a great job of keeping it well paced to the movie. Like Cody said, too exploded at the end. We got a little too Michael Bay there at the end. It, it was a very personal film. And I think like the modern concept of spy films are with the, the Craig method of Bond, it, it, it is very personal. And I don't really think we needed to get to the point of like the nuclear explosions at the end. And there there were some I'm not gonna lie, there were some visuals there at the end where she was swing around between the explosions that got a little bit PlayStation Four graphics on it. It was yeah, a lot of <laughs> colors, um, I, I, you're, colors. I, you're
0: so right.
1: I hate I don't wanna I don't wanna be that guy, but I did notice it.
0: But point wild.
1: being, I don't think they needed to really crescendo it with the giant Michael Blake explosions at the end. Um, other than that, I love the build of the future. It made me, you know, it really resonated with me how how sad her death was, again, at Endgame. Uh, I, I love Yelena. I love Red Guardian. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. I'm going to give it a solid... I want to say four. I'm going to go with 3.5. I'm glad I watched it. Out of it. five? Uh, out of five. Oh, I didn't
3: give mine. I well, would, mine I would go for a 3.5 or a four. Three, four. all right. All right. I'm going to a I'm
1: going, I'm going three, five. Um, <laughs> I would recommend it. It's not my top 10 of Marvel movies. Great character work, which elevated it above the mediocrity that it uh, that it had. Uh, clever in spots. Surprising in spots. Had problems with it. Loved it. Glad I saw it. That's my take.
2: CK. Um... I really like this movie, and I was like, Michael, I didn't know that I would like this movie, but like I said earlier, I didn't have expectations, and so it exceeded those uh, a lot. Mm. I, this was Marvel's first attempt at a true one-shot, and they pulled it off.
3: Mm, good the point. point. This is yeah. like the
2: comic book that you read that's a little bit of a backstory that's just like really good, like a, a Nom, Punisher Nom. Like you don't you know he's gonna live through it, eh? But you <laughs> and, really and need to see the journey anyway, I really liked this movie a lot. I loved the fact that the the action felt real, like you said, unless that uh, except for that last scene, that was um a little wonky. But ultimately, everything was held together by just this one coherent story without being too tied to the rest of the MCU, but just enough to give you the. Impression that you're living in the MCU. It, uh it, it it's It's the fights. Let, let me just break this down for just a sec This is my last thing I gotta say. The fights are stunning. Like whoever did the choreography for this, kudos. You did a really, really good job. Um, the the it goes from kung fu to jujitsu to karate like it just jumps everywhere and, and the is doing crazy stuff too uh absolutely love the stunts and the fighting it's beautiful um so that i give it that
3: you would notice that i think <laughs> i love that too that it's it was beautiful
2: it's really cool how they did a lot of mashups of different martial arts i would like to know who the stunt person was like i need to research that but that is what that that amount of the amount of action and Florence Pugh's performances in the movie, like I said, she's perfect. It ge- I, I give it a four out of five because I I was pleasantly surprised, and uh, I'll definitely watch it again because like Winter Soldier is my favorite um, Marvel movie. This feels like it's like right in that same ballpark. Without it's not as good, but it's pretty damn good and dark. I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, four out of five. Out of
0: five. Uh, the art that I was thinking of was uh, John Romita Jr. When you yes. did that, thank you. Uh, what a
1: what a great artist.
3: Polarizing,
1: but uh, I love the guy. I
0: do but when he did that Punisher run for a nom. Yeah.
3: I can't I stand mean. his artwork. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. I love this show.
3: He's, he draws so many lines. Everything has to have lines. There's lines and lines and lines and lines and lines. I get that's an art lines, style. Right. I get it. He's, but before computer um,
1: coloring, you know, they tried to. I, yeah. well, that's another episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we we, we did did have a, no, no. This is a great episode pitch of people that draw too many lines versus the computer people. We need to do this episode <laughs> for fucking real because uh, I'm gonna be in Ramita camp. In Capullo camp the whole fucking time.
2: Civil War.
0: Oh God, yeah, we need this. Make that yeah. episode happen. Um, okay. We got Loki though no, next. JC, okay, what do so, you think about the movie? So, okay, my thing is is that the first act was borderline immaculate, and it borders on this spy movie feeling and character building and everything Black Widow did right in this movie with uh the sister is everything Iron Man 2 did wrong on making a war machine <laughs> like like they just they've learned their lessons uh, the second act especially the family stuff I was really into the third act I just fell apart to me I think Natasha got a Very good standalone story, which she needed. If we're doing the five scale, I'll give it a four out of five. Uh, Totally. And I I really, for me personally, David Harbour stole the show to Scarlett Johansson finally open up and speak in full paragraphs and really get the vengeance that she deserves and to see her be why she's a part of the adventures
4: was amazing
0: to me it was it was amazing it was but that post-credit scene is definitely setting up something and i think at the end of the day we can just look at the fact they tied those together to go the future is bright
3: and you gotta wear shades
0: <laughs> oh, god shades. damn it i tried to say something nice for once.
3: <laughs> for fucking
1: once <laughs> I think we'd be remiss to not give our final recommendations for the week. You know, what, what are you going to recommend for this week? And let's wrap it up.
3: Um, so I'm a late to the game, but I went, I started playing, well, I finished resident evil village, which yeah. I'm addicted. I'm addicted to I have a problem, um, <laughs> but, um, uh, but, but I'm, I'm trying to move on. And so I, I started playing horizon zero dawn yep. because there's a new, a, a second one coming out mm-hmm. later this year, I believe Christmas time. And I have really fully immersed myself into it and I love it so much. It's a perfect game for me to play with a huge open world and lots of bow and arrow fighting, which is my favorite in a video game. So um, I've really gotten into the story of that. If you guys have not checked this game out and any of those things sound cool to you, then you should check it out. There's giant machine dinosaur robots that are amazing and you there's so much you can do in the game. It's a lot.
0: How do you yeah. put it against Breath of the Wild? Because oh. I played this before Breath of the Wild. Oh, and
3: that's interesting. They're very similar, yeah. but it's got a lot different feel from it. And Breath of the Wild is my favorite game ever. And um, actually, Resident Evil Village might have just taken that spot oh. weirdly. Oh um but oh. yeah i know that's a very weird statement but seriously um but breath of the wild 2 is coming out soon so we're gonna look forward to that mm-hmm. um but they're very different games um they're very both open world and that's about it as far as similarity goes play styles different fighting is different dungeons are different there's everything's fucking different so i can't really compare them i love it very much and that's all i can say horizon zero dawn It's a beautiful game. I can't believe I have not played it yet. It's beautiful, and I guess that's the most difference is that it's more realistic. It has a more realistic feel to it, and more realistic interactions and stuff. So, um, but I recommend it highly. If anybody has been thinking about playing it, get on there because the second one's coming out soon. So, Uh,
1: it was temporarily free. Currently, uh, ten dollars.
3: And that's with the DLC, right? Or the with the DLC with the DLC. Yeah. Now, what's Uh, next? Uh, What do you recommend, Michael?
1: You know what? I feel like I neglect the Switch too much. I do. I love the PS5, I love comics, there's like really shows, there's really stuff going on. I feel like I need to delve into the Switch more. And I finally found the way to do that in the Hori Split Pro. We're talking about a Nintendo Pro controller with a full-on D-pad, awesome buttons, phenomenal sticks. You throw those uh, joy cons out the window i'm sorry i don't (laughs) like the joy cons i i get their utility and their function and that's all well and good but if i want to play a video game i don't want this little janky stick and these i want a d-pad and some solid shit i'm talking about is we're taking a full-on amazing controller sticking that shit on the side of the switch now you can play the entire genesis library entire nes library entire super nintendo library all the stuff with the traditional d-pad controls you always wanted that i always
3: wanted this has been great for him since i took over the playstation with uh Resident Evil Village and then Horizon <laughs> Telegraph. <That's Star. true. laughs> <true>. So <laughs> <make> some, <laughs> it's forced to play the Switch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Remember, I can finally play the Genesis games with the D pad. It's amazing. So that's my recommendation. Horisplit split pro. It's only fifty bucks. Look it up. A plus.
3: Yeah. What you got, Cody?
2: Oh, I have an ironic recommendation. <laughs> so I love almost all of the Resident Evil CGI movies. I really like them all the ones that follow Leon and Claire, you know the ones I'm talking about.
3: I saw only 4 and I hated it. Right?
2: Netflix has released a uh, a series called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which is a mm-hmm. continuation of those, and uh, it's four episodes, I think four or five episodes. I think and like um, five. yeah, yeah, maybe five. <laughs> and and that a huge first commitment? No. I uh, I liked it at first, but then it became it turned into the like, the worst cutscene you've ever seen that you can't skip. Oh, um, It just mm. kept getting worse. <laughs> is this a recommendation? Worse. <laughs> and worse. And I realized that this was, it was hilarious. It was so bad, it was hilarious.
3: Oh, well, that could be a good thing. That's Oh, that's no. I'm into it. Uh, that's why uh,
2: I'm recommending it.
0: I watched that's the first episode, it. and I was into it, but now I yeah. know that that's watch with your pants off, you know, let's it, go.
2: It just gets dumber and dumber, but as it does, you're like, <laughs> yeah. as it does, you're like, they know that it's dumber, though, right? Like, I think That's they know. Great
3: Bruce Campbell shit. I know. And then, I have to watch it. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, and
2: then as it goes, I'm like, oh, this is subtly dumb. Like, it's like it stays, <laughs> like it never goes full until, like, the very ending, the villain, when that reveal happens, then it's like, it's bombastic and over the top, but the dialogue is so funny. Well, that like, sounds
3: the, like I would like that. I
2: think, I think you would. Think yes. Like I in a
3: type it way. Just, it seems yeah.
2: like a strange thing for Netflix to put their money behind. It. Watch all that because I'm telling you, Resident Evil: uh, Infinite Darkness. You're gonna have a good time because you're gonna that be like, "This fun. is so fun and stupid."
3: Thanks for the recommendation. I've been that. Oh,
2: that one. Yeah, watch that. JC, um,
1: bring us home.
0: Ratchet and Clank.
3: Yeah. It's
0: got to be my go-to. It was the first true PS5 exclusive that we've seen using the uh, ability that you can see the hardware do. Cool. But that's beside the point. Spellbinding, it's beautiful. It has no loading screens ever. It's a kid's game. And I'm like, well, so's Mario. So's Zelda. So's Metroid. Fuck off. Like, it is very much reinvigorating the reason that we started playing video games in the first place. Of having something that you can relate to at any age group and can have a lot of fun with. There's tons of Easter eggs. There's tons of things that you can do. There's, and it's it's so crazy. Like, there's two dimensions happening at every moment of the game. And the color schemes are so different. And you can press a button and just jump through a rift and go see other things in this other reality. Like, it's mind-bendingly insane. And the customization for your guns and just how deep the story is. And they make it in a way, if you've never played one of these games, you can walk in and play it from ground zero. It's literally... One of the best video games I've ever played.
1: That is a glowing review.
3: Very glowing. I'm excited about it myself.
1: Hey, who's looking forward to our full-on Loki full spoiler review next week? I am.
3: I'm so excited. We're going to talk about all that next week. We're super excited about that. Last episode coming out on Wednesday.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Geeks and Here to the Earth. I am JC.
2: I am CK.
3: Jamie Skull.
1: Mike D. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good Good night. night. So bye-bye, Miss
4: American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this song.